Welcome to Sex Ed with DB. I'm your host, DB. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. If you love and support the work that we do, head to www.sexedwithdb.com and buy some of our hot new merch. Follow us on Instagram at sexedwithdbpodcast. And if you want to advertise with us, shoot us an email at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. Hello, hello. This is our first bonus episode of the season. Welcome. In this episode, I talk about birth control with Dr. Sophia Yen, the CEO and co-founder of Pandia Health. Pandia Health brings birth control to people with uteruses wherever they have internet and a mailbox. They are also the only women-founded, doctor-led company in the birth control delivery space. They also ensure that folks never run out of birth control. With 20 plus years in medicine, Dr. Yen is a clinical associate professor at Stanford Medical School, and she's on the executive committee of the American Academy of Pediatrics section on adolescent health. Let's give a warm welcome to Dr. Sophia Yen. Have you had trouble getting birth control during quarantine? Meet Pandia Health. By people with uteruses, for people with uteruses, and led by a doctor, Pandia Health makes your life easier by bringing birth control by mail. Pandia Health offers free and confidential delivery of the pill, so you don't have to go out of your way to get the healthcare you need. Skip the trip to the pharmacy. Go to pandiahealth.com. That's P-A-N-D-I-A health.com and use code sexedfree to get a free telemedicine appointment for the first 50 people who sign up. Follow them on Instagram, at Pandia Health, only valid in Arizona, California, Florida, Texas, and Wyoming. Hello, Dr. Yen. Welcome to Sex Up with DB. How is it going today? Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, greetings from Silicon Valley. The air has finally gotten better, and oh hopefully gosh. it won't come back, though I heard it might. Oh, gosh, I really, really hope it doesn't. I'm so sorry that you and so many of our you know, loved ones, family and friends are experiencing that horrific air quality. Uh, the world is literally burning in more ways than one. Um, so definitely want to be cognizant of that, and thank you so much for your time and Really, really appreciate you being on. Um, let's go ahead and get started by you sharing your name, your pronouns, and what you do. Yeah, so I'm Dr. Sophia Yen. I'm a pediatrician and adolescent medicine uh, physician specialist. Uh, my mom said, always claim your titles, so everybody make sure you claim your titles. <laughs> my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I am the CEO and co-founder of Pandia Health, the only women-founded, women-led, doctor-led company in birth control delivery. Our passion is to make women's lives better. Set it and forget it. Let us worry so you don't have to. Hashtag Pandia peace of mind. <laughs> and then, you know, never have to suffer from, quote, pill anxiety, the fear and stress of running to the pharmacy every single month for your birth control for 20, 40 years of your life. Love it. Ah, what an intro. Fantastic. Very practiced. Very incredible. Um, let's talk a little bit about your background and how, how you came to found Pandia Health. Yeah, so I've always wanted to be a doctor since I was like in fourth grade and had a passion for adolescents and their right to confidential reproductive health care, reproductive rights. 
um, contraception, personal interest, because I was sexually active and I did not want to get pregnant. And if I did get pregnant, I better be able to decide what happens to my body because I need to get to medical school. And then I went to medical school and I'd always thinking, you know, OB-GYN, 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 but not so great with surgery, not so into waking up at 3 a.m. to deliver a baby, and then found adolescent medicine where I could do outpatient gynecology without having to do the surgery or the baby delivery and love pediatrics because of the preventative measure. We teach you correctly how to have sex and how to do it safely so that when you do it, bad things don't happen. And I, I really love that. And then about six years ago, was giving a talk to a bunch of physicians. Why don't those pesky women take their birth control? What is their problem? And the number one reason was they didn't have it in their hand. They didn't have time to go to the pharmacy. Their prescription had expired. They didn't see their doctor. You know, these kinds of factors. But mainly running to the pharmacy every single month with the evil insurance saying you can only go during these seven days. And if that seventh day is Sunday, and the clock starts on Monday, but you had time the weekend before, and you go in the pharmacy, pharmacy's like, uh-uh, you gotta come back Monday, and you're mm. like, what? I have meetings and stuff. <laughs> so um, my friend and I said, we can solve this. We'll just ship birth control to women and keep shipping it to you until you tell us to stop. However, when we ran ads for free birth control delivery, 60%, 6-0% of the women that responded to the ads didn't have prescription. And I was like, do you not know in the United States you need a prescription for mm -hmm. prescription birth control? <clears throat> and so I'm a doctor. And as a CEO, I didn't want to miss out on 60% of the customers. So we started a different type of telemedicine, asynchronous telemedicine, where you just fill out a questionnaire, the same 20 questions I'd ask you if you came into my office. What are your medical problems? What are you on? Which ones have done good by you? Which ones suck? What do you want? or you wanna leave it to the expertise of our passionate birth control expert doctors. And then our doctor looks at it. If it looks good, we write the prescription, send it to our partner pharmacy, bill it to your insurance, ship it to your door, done for the year. We Bing, send it bam, every month. boom. Done. And uh, that's it. And if you already have a prescription, then you just tell us where, and we move it to our pharmacy, and then we bill your insurance. And we also have um, cash options, roughly $15 a pack for three-pack minimum, which is 50 cents a day. Wow. Less than a cup of coffee, as one would say. <laughs> um, yes, for the price of coffee, you could cover a half a month's supply of birth control. Love it. Love it. Um, amazing. And, and so what are the different birth control options that customers can get through Pandia Health? Yeah. So because, um, our, we have a telemedicine side and we have the pharmacy side on the telemedicine side, what differentiates us from some other companies out there, because we're the only doctor led company and I've taken the Hippocratic oath, do no harm. And there are standards in medicine giving you all your options. We give you all the options that we can mail to you which is the pill, the patch, the ring. And theoretically, we could mail the shot to you, but we don't like to start anybody on the shot if they aren't a nurse or a health provider that can have experience shooting themselves, you know, because we don't want, we can't teach you that well over online how to do that. And then we also offer everybody some emergency contraception in case in case you run out of your pill, your patch, your ring, or if your friend has an oopsie or, you know, somebody, God forbid, is sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I feel like I talk to my friends a lot about what our world would look like if everyone was just 
ready with emergency contraception in yes. their medicine cabinet. Like I feel yes. like it should just be as normal as having pads or period cups or tampons or, you know, other products that you need to live your life. Um, and yeah. it would just be so fantastic if every person who needed emergency contraception just had it available. Like what a different world we would be in. Yeah, it's. I think um, I have the statistic once, but I think if everybody who had it when they needed it, we could prevent a million pregnancies, unintended pregnancies a year in the United States if everybody had it. And so we try to educate people that you should think about emergency contraception like a fire extinguisher. You want it sitting in the corner in case of an emergency. You don't want, holy crap, the condom popped. And then you got to run to the pharmacy. Do I have transportation? Do I have money? Does the pharmacist have it on stock? Mm -hmm. Is the pharmacist anti-choice? Are they going to withhold that medication from me? Because they have a lot of pharmacies with what they call pharmacist refusal clauses or religious exemption clauses. But really, it's the pharmacist imposing their their judgment, their religion on you as a customer. And that's just not right when you're trying to prevent unplanned pregnancy. I'm trying to prevent an abortion here. Right. I'm trying to prevent. prevent. Why would you stop me? Totally. Oh, God. So speaking of that, obviously, that is one of the main challenges um, or one of the challenges that people face accessing birth control, but especially now, right, during COVID-19, very, very particular time in our in our history. Um, I'm wondering how Pandia Health helps overcome those challenges that people face. So the beauty of Pandia Health is we bring birth control to wherever you have internet and a mailbox. There's nothing easier than that. It's so much better than walking into a pharmacy where if your pharmacist wanted to, could totally slut shame you and be like, Sophia, you again for birth control. And then Nancy, chatty Nancy behind you tells the whole you know neighborhood or whatever. Or if you walk into a pharmacy and inadvertently bump into your Girl Scout troop leader or the head of your church and they're like, what are you here for? You know, and if you're not quick on your feet, which I am not, then you'd be like, uh, birth control. Oh, 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 you know, and I hope for the world that we can be there and say, I'm here for birth control. I'm not getting pregnant when I don't need to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Or actually, we're not using it for birth control. We're using it for acne or we're using it to control our periods because why bleed if you're not trying to get pregnant? But we aren't there yet. And so until people, those with uteri are confident enough to do that. We need to provide what we call care, convenience, and confidentiality. So our package is pretty discreet. It's just, you know, a white bubble mailer and it has, you know, your standard UPS sticker. So it could be a package from Etsy or from eBay for all anybody else knows. And then we'll send it to whatever address you want. So if you don't feel safe at home, we could send it to a trusted teacher, a good friend, an aunt, an aunt, whatever, you know, whoever. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love the the whole thing of like internet and a mailbox. And of course, okay, can you also speak though to a little bit about like insurance? Like what if folks don't have insurance? What if folks are between jobs right now, especially so they are, you know, waiting to get on Medicaid or, you know, what have you? Like what, what does it look like if you're kind of someone without insurance or in between insurances? I think that is a very key question. We are seeing people lose their insurance and go to what we call the cash option. So the options there, just for everybody to know, is generally if you lose your insurance and you need birth control in your state, there should be what's called Title 10 Family Planning Clinic. And those people can provide free 
birth control. For Pandia Health, as I mentioned, for cash patients, it's $15 per pack for like 95% of birth control pills, as long as you're good with generic and don't require specific brand. And then um, that's roughly 50 cents a day. And yeah, less than a cup of coffee, <laughs> as you said. And um, we also have Pandia Health Birth Control Fund because we are founded by the mission of helping women. It's a fund. You just go to pandiahealth.com forward slash social good. And um, at the bottom, you can apply and that can be used towards your telemedicine visit if you need it. If you don't, don't use it. And then um, it can be used towards your medications for three to six months until you get to you know where you need to be. And if you do have money, please donate to the fund because the fund can only give out as much as we bring in and it's tax deductible. So if you need a tax deduction, it's a great thing. Or if you know a foundation, you know, tell them to write a giant check and then we can give it out to a bunch of people and we can deliver to all 50 states and we can write the prescription. Yeah. In California, Florida, Texas, Arizona, and Wyoming. So if you already have a prescription, then we're good to go. If you need a prescription, then California, Florida, Texas, Arizona, Wyoming. And we've actually had people do um, birth control tourism. They're like, next to Florida. So they drive over the state lines, <sighs> fill out the questionnaire and then come back. Cause legally we can only treat you if you're in that state. Got it. And are those states growing? Like how, what's the process of increasing those states or kind of what does that look like on the back end? Yeah. So, um, from now until like January or March, we're just focused on increasing our numbers of customers. And then maybe, and definitely in the next year, 2021, we want to get to 50 States as soon as possible. And so if any of your listeners are physicians with private practices that want to connect with us, that's one way for us to get out there faster. The other way I am a sort of control freak. I'd like to open the medical practices, but then that costs money and legal. So the beginning would be to contract with local private practices that we trust. So if you're not a uh, birth control expert physician, we probably don't want to partner with you or we could train you up. Got it. Very, very cool. Uh, Let's talk about an article that you were recently featured in. So you were recently featured in an Atlantic piece uh, titled, No One Has to Get Their Period Anymore. Um, And it's about skipping periods with birth control. Um, I would love to really dive into this because while I I love the concept and see immense, immense value in it. I think for me and many others like me um, that I've learned, um, I'd love to skip my periods, but I've had such an adverse reaction to birth control. Um, I've like throughout my birth control journey, like I talked about this in a previous podcast episode, but essentially I went from age like 15 to 25, I've tried 11 different kinds of birth control, um, eight different pills. Uh, I tried the Marina IUD. I tried the shot. I tried the Nuvering, And all of them had some sort of horrific symptom, whether that be oh. zap-like headaches that I had to go you know, to the doctor and get an MRI and make sure like shit was good with my brain. Um, yeah, you, know. you didn't have like blood clot. Right, exactly. Um, and I, you know, whether that be painful sex from really, really uh, like a lot of vaginal dryness or with the Nuvering, the opposite, like constant, um, you know, discharge, feeling like I was peeing in my pants, you know, or with the Marina IUD specifically, I remember getting it in when I was a junior in college. And then when I came home from being abroad, I had such bad cystic acne that I had to get it taken out and go on Accutane. So like, obviously, and and my mom is an OBGYN and I've talked a lot 
talk with her about this and she's like Danielle this is like you're not the norm and I'm like yes totally 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 I want (laughs) to emphasize that but just because my experience isn't the norm doesn't mean that it's not happening to so many people Um, and so you know having having that having that context and background, I would love to hear you kind of talk about the concept um, in the piece in the Atlantic and maybe some of the issues that I and some others have faced um, with hormonal contraception um, for birth control. Yeah. So I love the piece because um, they came to us and said, is anyone putting out the option of hashtag periods optional to teenagers and I'm adolescent medicine and I have a teenager and I'm all about making periods optional two years after you get your first period. And the reason why that delay is you're still growing for two years in height. And if you throw estrogen before then, then you might lose an inch or two of your final height. Mm. And I have short little Asian daughters and I want them to be as tall as they possibly (laughs) could be. Right now, they're estimated to hit five foot one, which is sad because I didn't marry a tall enough husband to offset my shortness. <laughs> and so, um, but I love my husband and I wouldn't trade him for anyone else. But because of that, my daughter's gonna be five foot one, maybe. And so I don't want them to lose that extra inch or two that could get them where they where would be, might be happier and clothes might fit a little bit better for them. Um, and then, um, so I was happy to do that article, excited to do that article. Um, I have a TEDx Berkeley talk. If people Google Pandia Health Sophia Yen TEDx Berkeley or hashtag periods optional, or if you go to pandiahealth.com forward slash periods optional at the bottom is my TEDx talk on the science and safety of not having any periods. And the main TLDR um, summary is less ovarian cancer, less endometrial cancer, and less colorectal cancer, as well as less anemia and better performance in school, better performance in sport. If you aren't just hit randomly one week out of four with blood while you're running in your marathon or while you're pitching or while you're on an interview, you know, you don't want to get hit by blood. Mm-hmm. And realizing the only reason those of us with uterus bleed is because we built that lining, no embryo, and then bleed. And we do this every single month for 20 to 40 years of our lives. And we don't need to do this unless we're trying to get pregnant. And so um, that's to give you the background on the article and my moonshot of having fewer periods for women or no periods unless you're trying to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, To address your point that there are side effects, um, 95% of people do fine. And you're part of the 5%. Dang it. Maybe the 1% or the one out of a thousand, you know, it depends on the percentage that has problems with all the methods. (laughs) But I want people to know and hear that there are eight different progesterones. So make sure you've gone through all eight of them because you did go through eight birth control pills. So maybe you went through all eight of the progesterones or maybe you went through the same one at different dosages. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And in general, um, we recommend for the pills monophasic versus triphasic. The triphasic is trying to mimic your natural body. But as I mentioned, it's not natural to be cycling up and down and up and down and up and down. And your body actually likes smooth. So if your pill has anything with the word tri, consider not doing the triphasic and going to the monophasic. The other good news I have for you, Danielle, is that there are now two or three different new progesterones out there. Tell me more. Yes. And so um, mainly uh, Anovera 
is this new one. And generally I don't push it because it only has 13 micrograms of estrogen. So if you're under 30, you're still building up your bone density. And if you're under 30, you want at least 30 micrograms of estrogen. Otherwise, the research has shown you have decreased bone density, which could lead to fractures later on in your life. And so um, Anovera has come on the market. I think it's a game changer, but only if you're 30 or over is what I would recommend for bone density. But it has a new progesterone called Suggesterone, and it's a derivative of the others that might you might you know respond better to. The other thing is you mentioned you'd been on the IUD. Unfortunately, all the IUDs have the same progesterone, which is levonorgestrel. And if you were to ask me to write you a pill, I wouldn't write you a pill with levonorgestrel in it because it's known to have these, quote, man side effects of zits, munchies, and hair issues, and bad lipids and stuff. And it's also a matter of the dosage. The levonorgestrel that's in the Mirena IUD and Loletta IUD, all the IUDs that have hormone, is a lower dose because it's just that your uterus and doing like this local thing. But some women are more sensitive and have the systemic side effect of the zits and the munchies and all sorts of badness. Mm -hmm. But so I'm hoping in the future, in terms of anybody listening to this podcast, it's a researcher manufacturer. Let's make some IUDs with other hormones that have better, you know, side effect profiles. Love it. And then um, the shot has always been not a good one because um, it causes the munchies, it causes decreased bone density, which is reversible when you come off of it. But if that's the only method for you, then that's the only method for you. I didn't hear you mention the implant. So the implant has a different progesterone, and that's the progesterone that actually I like to prescribe in pill form and works really well. But the implant is known to have whack random bleeding, but some women have no bleeding at all awesome. But then other women have crazy drippy, 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 blah, and that would just drive me insane. I'm a control freak. And so if you go on the IUD implant or shot, how you bleed depends, is random, dependent on your body. Mm-hmm. If you go on the pill patch ring, then we have absolute control. But mm. it's only if your body likes that drug. Right. And so the Nuva Ring has one drug, the Anovera has another drug, and the patch only has that drug. It's only one type of progesterone for each of those. Yeah, no, that was that was an awesome little crash course. I really appreciated that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think for me, for myself, and for other people who I've heard also, there's like, you know, I'm considering the the copper IUD. Obviously, there's like other side effects that come along with that, um, with like potential, you know, constant bleeding for six months, irregular bleeding. But as someone who has kind of tried a whole bunch, I'm kind of ready to like not have to experiment anymore and, you know, maybe just try it out. But um, that's really awesome to hear, though, that for a majority of women, people with uteruses, um, that that, you know, isn't an issue and that they can get that control um, and and get what they need. Um, And with the copper IUD, just to reemphasize the two main side effects, more blood, more cramps. uh So if you're a person who has your periods, you have no problem, no cramps, no nothing. Yes, copper IUD. If you're a person when you get your period and you're like, "Ah, ah, maybe not 
copper IUD because it's going to take that and magnify it is what we've heard. And so it isn't heavy bleeding for the first six months. It's heavy bleeding the entire time. And we've had people with anemia and issues like that. But it's a great method if you can't tolerate any other hormones. And then it's also about frequency of sex, right? If you're only having sex once a month or every couple months, condoms plus spermicide is 97% effective. Um, but you just got to get that spermicide in there, on there, and you can do it in foam, you can do it in vaginal film, or in the old days, they used to have condoms of spermicide, but they took them out, which I think is ridiculous, because they had shown that there was increased risk of HIV transmission, because the spermicide breaks down the walls of the vagina, because it's basically a detergent, but that was only in sex workers who had sex 30 to 50 times a day, Mm. which most of us are not doing, right? Right. I would say most of us are not having sex 30 to 50 times a day. Unless, you know, pandemic, who knows? Some people are having less sex. Some people are having more. You know, you do you. Um, yes. Moving moving right, right along, um, we talked a little bit about this with emergency contraception. Um, but why is prescription emergency contraception better than over-the-counter? I think this is such an important topic. Um, A lot of physicians don't know, and a lot of people don't know, that there are four types of emergency contraception. Number one is the copper IUD, but that's only if you're willing and interested in getting an IUD. But if it were me or my daughter that were sexually assaulted, I don't know if I'd want an IUD after I'd been assaulted, but I'd want a 0.00001% chance of getting impregnated by by my rapist right? I don't want any chance of being impregnated by my rapist. They didn't know. And so that would be the reason for the copper IUD. The second most effective is olaprostol acetate or ELA. And this one works better at every time point. So any of the emergency contraceptions you can use to up to five days after contraceptive failure or sexual assault. But the sooner you use it, the better. So if you, um, I tell my patients, if the condom pops at three, I want the medicine in the person with the uterus's mouth at 310. I don't want any cuddling, snuggling, huddling, waiting till the morning after. I want you to go get it now or have it waiting as a, like a fire extinguisher. And that is what we provide to our customers. Have it waiting in the corner like a fire extinguisher. And the other key point about Ella is because of the defect in plan B and its generics. So if you have a body mass index of 26 or greater, so everybody should go check their BMI right now. Um, plan B has been shown to be as useful as water in preventing pregnancy. And 60% of this country probably has a BMI of 26 or greater. My BMI is 25 before COVID. And now that I've sat around and ate a whole bunch of comfort food, it might be at 26 right now. And so um, I know mine is for sure. And you know, when you think about also, though, specifically for women, like the average size of jeans or whatever, whatever of pants is like a 12. Like that probably means that you have a very typical body and that your BMI is over that number because BMI is not a fantastic or good at all, in my opinion, way to measure anything besides exactly what it is. It doesn't measure health. It doesn't measure, you know, your, your exercising. It doesn't measure your mental health. It doesn't measure so many things. So continue. I just, I just hate BMI personally. Yeah. Yeah. No, the BMI is a screen, you know, for certain things. And, but the BMI is real when it comes to drug distribution in your body. Everything in medicine was originally made for a 70 kilo Caucasian male and anything that deviates up or down from that or gender wise 
doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the same thing with emergency contraception and birth control in general. A lot of them have limits. Like if you have a BMI of 30 or 35, you can't use the patch because there's a greater risk of blood clots and there's a greater risk of it not working. Um, they've also noticed that if you have a higher BMI in general, any of the oral methods as well, the pill will be affected by um, just the general area of distribution. And that's just what holds true with emergency contraception. So the key to know about it is that Ella and Olaprisil acetate works better on days three, four, five. So if it's day one, two, three, then you could consider plan B, but only if your BMI is less than 26, which I think is a huge thing that people don't know about. Luckily, Shrill featured it in their show. Say, yeah, yes, love AD Bryan and love that show so much. Yes, I'm so excited they did that pseudo PSA. They snuck that in and, and people need to know. And then lastly, if you're stuck in the middle of nowhere and you just have a pack of birth control pills, sometimes taking four to however many you need to get up to a certain level, you can always Google it now and then again in 12 hours will prevent unplanned pregnancy. But again, Ella Olaprisil acetate is the most effective pill. Then comes Plan B and its generics, and then comes Holy crap! I just have a pack of birth control pills. <laughs> Got so. it. Perfect. Yeah. No. No. That that's really helpful to people who could be in a bind and don't maybe have access. You know, I think that's like a fantastic thing um, to to recognize. And obviously, like now with telemedicine there are ways that you can access doctors and medical professionals and ask them those questions through text or through a phone call um can you can you talk through um a little bit about good versus bad telemedicine how has COVID-19 changed the landscape for reproductive health care that is a great and important question. So at Pandia Health, we have a blog on how to tell if your telemedicine provider is good and um, six ways to choose a good telemedicine provider. It is awesome that COVID has opened people's minds to telemedicine, but it's really important that people know uh, the differentiator between a company that's founded and led by a physician and one that is just there for pure profit because they may not adhere to standards of care, which is to provide everybody all their options. As a physician, it is my duty to provide informed consent, which is giving you all your options and not just this and this because I make money from this or I get a kickback from this. As a doctor, I can write any prescription to any pharmacy you want. As the pharmacy side of my company, we can choose not to fill the patch or the ring because we lose money on it. But at the telemedicine side, I need to offer you all the options and send it wherever the heck you want. So that's number one. Number two is they should list their doctors, first and last name, and ideally where they went to school. And we proudly list all of our doctors' names. We give you their picture, we give you their education, and we tell you why they're passionate about serving women. But if you go to other people's websites, you may notice they list nobody. They may list a chief medical officer, and they may put the picture of a female doctor in your visit, but is that the person that's taking care of you? And they may have an algorithm, but again, is that that algorithm might have been checked off by the chief medical officer, but have they followed up to see that this is the latest, greatest standard of care, cutting edge, evidence-based medicine? And then the difference between an academic doctor, I'm at Stanford and I have residents always asking me, Dr. Yen, why are you doing it that way? Because the latest paper says this. 
versus somebody who's been in private practice for 30, 40 years where they're like a god. No one questions mm. what Dr. Blah, blah, blah does, you know. All you the don't politics that go along yes. with that. Yeah. Whereas in medicine, academic medicine, you always have youngins questioning you because latest and greatest and you have to keep up and you have to know what works and what doesn't work. And then if you're doing telemedicine with your regular doctor, go right ahead. But if you're choosing something new that you've never done before, quick, fast, cheap is not necessarily what you want for your health. This is your health, you know, and this is something you're taking into your body. So don't choose the quickest, the fastest, and the cheapest. You may get what you pay for. Completely. Yes. Um, this has been so, so wonderful, Dr. Ann. We have one, one more question, which is where do you hope that Pandia Health is in five years? And kind of like a double question, I guess, on top of that. We have a semicolon in between. Um, it is kind of like what does success look like? in in the Pandia health sphere for you? Yeah. So I would say, you know, where do I want to see Pandia health in five years? At Pandia health, I specifically chose the name Pandia, Greek goddess of healing, light, full moon, women's empowerment, goddess. And um, I also made up the definition, so I think it was fate. Um, Pan is every, Dia is day. So we got you covered every day, set it and forget it, don't worry, let us worry, hashtag Pandia peace of mind. Um, in terms of you know the bigger, broader picture of success, we want to make women's lives better. We want to destigmatize your vaginal uterine life cycle. And we want people to talk about periods. We want people to talk about menopause. And so we're starting with birth control, but we're growing with women as they grow. And me and my friends are in the menopausal age, so I have serious pressure to launch menopause sooner <laughs> rather than later. But I also am adolescent medicine, so I love acne, and I would like to help cure the world of acne, because why have acne if you don't need acne and it makes you sad and it hurts your face? It hurts your painful, it's literally painful. And so um, that is the vision of Pandia Health is to be the brand that women trust with their healthcare. Again, as the only women-founded, women-led, the only doctor-led company, the only CEO that has taken the Hippocratic Oath. We're here to gain your trust. We're here to help you. And we will always treat you, as long as I'm CEO and in control, uh, how I would treat my daughter, how I would treat my family. And some people are like, whatever. But I was like, no, it's, it's, if I wouldn't do it for me, then why am I pushing that on you? And we will never sell you something or tell you something that's bad for your health. We will always tell you what's best for your health, even if it's not benefiting my bottom line, because I will make money for my investors, but I don't need to do it pushing stuff on you that you don't need or withholding information from you or getting secret kickbacks. Amazing. 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 Well, thank you so, so much, Dr. Yen, for being on. Um, as folks probably know who have been listening, we have an amazing partnership with Pandia Health. Please, please, please check out our website. Check out Pandia Health's website, their Instagram. We're going to put all that good stuff in the description of the episode. And thank you so much for being on, Dr. Yen. Thank you for having me. And I love this podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Want to get your birth control with free delivery? Well, now you can with Pandia Health. Pandia Health makes our lives easier by bringing you birth control wherever you have internet and a mailbox. If you have a prescription, you can move it to their pharmacy and get your birth control delivered. If you don't have one, 
you can have their expert birth control doctors write you one. Find out more at PandiaHealth.com. That's P-A-N-D-I-A Health.com and use code SEXEDFREE to get a free telemedicine appointment for the first 50 people who sign up. Follow them on Instagram at PandiaHealth. Offer only valid in Arizona, California, Florida, Texas, and Wyoming. Our creator, co-producer, sound engineer, and host is me, Danielle Bezalel, a.k.a. DB. Our co-producer and communications lead is Catherine Cohen. Our main logo and banner graphic were created by Andrea Forgotch. Our social media intern is Leslie Lopez. Our music theme is by Hook Sounds. Our ad music is by my stepdad, Bill Gant. Thank you so much to our featured guests, partners, and our listeners. If you're interested in advertising with us, email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. For more sex ed content, follow us on Insta at sexedwithdbpodcast. Tune in next time.